I learned about how to be a modern woman when I was seven years old from a TV commercial for Anjoli Perfume. I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, and never let you forget you're a man, crooned a blonde woman in a peach bathrobe, then a powder blue suit, then a lavender evening gown. Anjoli was the eight-hour perfume for the 24-hour woman. The late 1970s jingle was a rehash of Peggy Lee's 1963, I'm a Woman, fashioned for the dawn of the 80s. It was also a prescription. Women not only could, but should achieve each of these archetypes. Career woman, perfect mother, and sex pot. No image of the woman eight hours after the sweet perfume faded, harried and exhausted, passed out under a pile of unfolded laundry on the couch. Women bought the product, and the message attached to it, in droves. One ad exec called it, the most successful introduction in fragrance history. The Anjoli vision of womanhood became, to some extent, my own. By the dawn of the new millennium, I expected I'd have four children, starting at age 28. I loved to craft and cook, and I pictured a life of domestic bliss, but of course I would still be a writer. Those things didn't seem incompatible, because I had no sense of what it took to be either writer or mother, financially or emotionally. I'd been raised mostly by a single mom in a feminist household, and she did everything, from painting our rooms to knitting our sweaters. I assumed I'd be similarly capable. None of it happened as I'd envisioned. I moved to New York City from Western Massachusetts after graduating from college in 1993, staying on my brother's futon couch in his honest-to-goodness tenement apartment in the pre-Rudolph Giuliani East Village in Manhattan, when it was more drugs and crime than wealth and upscale restaurants. He told me about a Brooklyn neighborhood where other fresh-from-college types, educated but low-earning, were shacking up, relatively safe and really cheap. I had assumed that I'd find someone to procreate with by the end of that decade, but I didn't. I only started writing in my 30s, which is when I met my now husband. In all that time, the neighborhood transformed from a place to which both working class and impecunious but educated people would flock to a place where wealthy people from Manhattan would relocate instantly upon receiving a positive pregnancy test. Often, I sat typing in cafes, literally penned in by strollers during family sing-along, steeping in a kind of marbleized resentment and jealousy swirl. How I both disdained and envied them, those moms with expensive pants and thin thighs and a purpose in life beyond their own careers. At the same time, it also just seemed so embarrassing. Women with PhDs dropping $5 in a jar as an ambitious but desperate young musician alternately crooned wheels on the bus and I want to be sedated. I didn't realize then that the mothers weren't offering cash tips because they'd liked the song as younger women, but because they felt bored or fried or confused or anxious and craved Xanax. They too wondered what the PhD had been for and if this was what they ought to be doing for their children, themselves, our country, humankind. But I didn't understand any of that until, at the ripe old age of 37, I finally became a mom. From the department of TMI, 
My older daughter was conceived on the night of Barack Obama's first election. How's that for liberal bona fides? Two weeks after she was born, my husband's work schedule intensified at his corporate creative job, which provided the health insurance and paid the bulk of our rent. So I spent my days tending to our child and our apartment, cooking, cleaning, knitting hats, and meeting up with my local mom's group, the first group of any kind I'd ever joined. On some level, I had the life I'd wanted, even if I was a decade older than I'd hoped to be when it began and I wasn't living in a craftsman bungalow in a college town, but in my same duct-taped-together fourth-floor walk-up. My compulsion to write vanished, replaced by this shimmery thing I vaguely recognized as happiness. My daughter had cured something in me, my ambition. Temporarily, anyway.